the the races I've done at Pumpkin Hall are probably some of my all time favorites. Just you know, we go down there from Nebraska, and it's I, I say it's still like home court advantage because we know some people people at the aid stations when you see a dude in a crop top john deere (laughs) t-shirt and cut off shorts i mean just cutting up you're listening to the run the riot podcast where we talk about all things ultra running i'm your host david terrio and man i'm pumped that you are here let's see what we can get into today Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. And man, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're getting some racing in, man. In fact, when this thing is released, I will be probably running uh, the Flat Rock 50K. It's the Flat Rock 101K. I'm not doing that. I'm going to do the 50K as a training race. Pretty excited, man. We're getting the race again, man. Things are happening. I'm pumped. Hope you're pumped too. Hope you're signing up for races. Hope all that training you did during COVID doesn't go to waste. Well, today on the podcast, we've got a really cool guy by the name of Ron Reese. Now, his last name is not spelled Reese. It's spelled R-U-H-S, but it's pronounced Reese. Go figure. (laughs) Ron is a cool guy. Um, I had a blast getting to know him. Uh, I was introduced to him by Jeremy Harrison at the Prairie Spirit Race in Kansas. And, um, Really didn't know a whole lot about him except that he was in Nebraska and, uh, man, just had a blast getting to know him. Man, we talk about uh, running and racing. We talk about Hawaii. We talk about music, like all kinds of stuff on this podcast. Some of the races we talk about, we, I don't know, the Hurt 100, uh, the Goats races that they put on in Nebraska. I didn't realize they had so many races that go on out there man and uh, i encourage you to check it out this goats g-o-a-t-z dot org they got all kind of races man last chance 50k uh, a gravel classic that's a 30k and a 60k um there's a bunch of others and like they're the big one is the the hitchcock experience it's a hundred mile race really cool we talk about all those races uh we talk about oklahoma races how uh they just found different races in Oklahoma and have come down and done the post Oak. And, um, they, they per, we talk quite a bit, uh, about the pumpkin holler hundred, even talking about Western States and, and so much more. So this podcast is, this one is just full of just all kinds of goodness, getting to know my new friend, Ron. Now, before we get started, we got to, you know, talk about our sponsors, man. We got to, got to put them out there. It's the first need to let you know about the outlaw race series i just told you i'm gonna be running the flat rock 101 uh but it's the flat rock 50k that i'm running but um that's gonna be going on this weekend that's just one of the many races in the outlaw race series uh the other ones that the flat rock actually there's a triple crown uh there's one in january one in april one in september it's in independence kansas I guess about an hour and 40 minutes north of tulsa uh there's the lake mcmurtry run in stillwater that was in april the Flower Moon that's in Paul Huska in May, the Dark and Dirty in Wilburton in July, the Thunderbird in Norman in November, and of course the flagship race, the Outlaw 100, and there's distances from 135 all the way down. Man, great trail runs put on by great people. Sign up, check them out, you'll have a blast. We're also brought to you by T8.run, the letter T, the number 8.run, it's gear for ultra runners by ultra runners, flagship product is the commando shorts they're guaranteed to keep everything down there chafe free uh they work and they're great and if you go to the uh, website www.ta.run you use the code the number 50 dash run the riot and you get a discount and last but not least runners world tulsa guys 
if you're ever around the Tulsa area, stop by at Runner's World Tulsa. You need shoes, you need a pack, you need nutrition, you need uh, glasses to run in, you, just just anything that you need for running from 5K all the way up to ultras. I, they even have tri stuff. You need an altitude tent to train in. They've got an altitude tent over a treadmill man they've got all kinds of stuff there i love just going to walk around there and look at the things and if you're not sure what you need ask them and they'll be they're all experienced they know what they're doing and they can help you so check out runners world tulsa and if you want if you're not nearby you can go to the website www.runnersworldtulsa.com and i guess the last thing i want man Guys, if you listen to podcasts, if you find value in the podcast, you can help us out a lot by doing one of two things, or both things. You can go to uh, to Apple, and you can rate the podcast. If you really like it, give us a five-star rating. Put what you like about it in the comments. Man, that really helps us with ratings. It really helps just getting the podcast out there and with sponsorships and all that stuff. Um, or if you want to partner with the podcast, uh, you can do like so many awesome guys have done, and you can become a Patreon supporter. And what that is is basically, if you like what you're listening to and you want to just throw a, a couple bucks a month, $2, $10, $100, I don't know, whatever, uh, you know, toward the podcast because you you find value in it, uh, you can do that and it'll just come out every month. And it just, if everybody does, you know, a buck or two or a few dollars, uh, it adds up and it helps pay for the hosting and all that fun stuff. So you can do that. And, uh, I, I, I love you. I love you anyway, but you know, I love you more, but <laughs> well, okay. Enough of my rambling. It's time to start the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to know my new friend, Ron Reese. Today on the Run the Riot podcast, we've got got a fella I'm excited to talk about because I, I think we're going to have some fun conversations about running and some other things. Uh, we're going to talk with Ron Reese. Ron, how you doing, man? Doing well, David. Thanks for having me on. And you're you're talking to me from Nebraska, right? Right, Blair, Nebraska, just a little north of Omaha. Man, I don't know a whole lot about Nebraska. How are things in Nebraska? We're, we're, we're doing well. I think it's the, it's the time of the year where you get one nice day and then four days that aren't so nice, but pretty soon we'll be coming out of it and it'll be good weather till it gets hot. But where you're from, uh, our hot's a uh, little less humid, I suppose. So, yeah. yeah, my torture would be out there during the winter trying to figure out how to run or just wear out a treadmill or something probably. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man. So, so you are, where, where are you from originally? Originally from Alma, Nebraska. So just a little okay. further West, um, born and raised Nebraska, but we did move to Iowa early on with my mom. So really a lot of my, my school years and everything was all in Iowa. And then I got a job in Nebraska after school and, and moved back over. So. Okay. Now you have, like, I've been in Oklahoma area about four years cause I married an Okie girl and you've got, you've got a bunch of connections in this area. So what, what, uh, what brought you to Oklahoma and, and how long were you in the Oklahoma area? Well, um, actually just to run. So after we started oh. doing some races, when we first got into trail running, I just happened to see some some different races we were looking at. I think uh, the second year that Post Oak 
had mm-hmm. the double was some of the first trail races we actually ever did. So that's how I got to, to meet uh, TZ and, and Brian Hoover and Kathy Bratton, a whole bunch of people like that. And then that kind of just dovetailed into starting to do tater races as well. So I have a, a number of ultra firsts that are actually in Oklahoma and instead of Nebraska and Iowa. That's crazy, man. So how, how, how far is it? How long does it take to get from where you are to here? Uh, post, post Oak would be in Tulsa area, probably close to nine hours. That's not too bad. Okay. No, not, not too bad at all. I'm, I'm still in my brain in, uh, Lu, you know, in Louisiana mode and Nebraska is really far from Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> South Louisiana. The... <laughs> yeah. No, well that, well that, that's pretty awesome. So what kind of, what, what got you into, I mean, what introduced you to, to trail running, man? What got you into just starting to do this sport we love, man? I think really trail running, was was kind of weird because that was after we had already started running i'm not not a long time runner really nor am i very good but uh i i I keep everybody safe because i make sure uh nobody sneaks up on the front runners or anything (laughs) so i'm I'm a built-in trail sweep everywhere we go but uh my wife and i used to power lift and uh when your shoulder snaps like a twig and you drop 385 on you during a bench then you you find a new hobby so we kind of sat around quite a while gained a whole bunch of weight and went up to about 270 pounds really miserable and i just told her i said we we need to train for something and find something new she's like well how about we run and you coming from weightlifting like that. I mean, yeah. running, running's the devil. So yeah. it's like, are you, are you stupid? I didn't say that to her. Of course I'm joking, yeah. but, yeah. and she knows it, but uh, nah, I don't know. And she goes, well, remember when we were in on the big Island and they had, uh, had a, a marathon going on. I said, well, I can't do a marathon. She goes, well, you can do the 5k. I'll do the half marathon. And we, we just started. So a couple of years of, doing like one 5k and a half marathon and i read uh, dean carnass's book uh, confessions of an all-night ultra runner yeah yeah uh, i paraphrase that title i don't know how close that is to the the real title but uh it's like hey i want to do a marathon and she had done two up to that point and was pretty much done with doing marathons so yeah. she goes oh no i'm gonna drag it and drag me back in so we started uh, marathon maniac type things, just road road running. So, see how many stars you can get, right? Do yeah. a do a marathon in in Iowa on one one Saturday, and then do a Minnesota and Iowa double on another weekend, and and get stars. And I I don't even remember what we were looking at, but the post oak thing caught our eye. I think that was right after we started doing 50Ks. So we looked at that. It's like, oh, we can do a marathon and a 50K right at the same place. And that that was that was really how the 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 trail running started. So we didn't start small or anything. We just went right to a pretty much a 50K marathon double weekend with probably one trail run under our belt at that time. So <laughs> That's that's pretty good because post oak is it's got some uh you know it's got the with the big I don't know if it had the banner then when you did it but the big the hill from hell and the, right. <laughs> it's got some it's got some technical areas so you you jumped in pretty good there man yeah it was and we were woefully though we tell everybody we were woefully unprepared for that yeah. and we we had no clue too that people had early starts and everything in races like that yeah because we're out and at that time it was only two loops instead of four so we got first 25k loop done coming around the second one 
and this guy's way ahead of us, but moving substantially slower than we are. And it's like, how did that guy get that far ahead of us? And we find out that, oh, they had an hour early start. So when we've, we found out he actually uh, hadn't beaten us by near as bad as we, we thought he had. But nice. Uh, nice. Well, it, it, coming from from. Well, it's kind of interesting because like when you're involved in the um when you do road running, I mean, there's, there is a different mindset to, to trail running and, 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 uh, and road running, but you know, a lot of the people for, with marathon maniacs, there's kind of a, um, I don't know, it's almost like a, the, that, that vibe similar to trail running, you know, everybody's just, I don't know if you meet up with the, I don't know, did you guys do things with the, um, the marathon maniacs groups or anything like that? Or did you just kind of, yeah, we, we met a lot of excellent people through that. And I think you, you kind of nailed it there, that group in particular. I mean, there's always people who will be performance or performance oriented and will go out and, you know, and they, they don't want to socialize as much because the, you know, they have a goal, but, with the, the way we ran and everything, we made some, some lifelong friends that way. So that in that respect, I think uh, marathon maniacs really cl- cl- close to uh, trail running people yeah. in their, in their attitude for things. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, I don't know, it's, it's interesting because right now we're at a, at a time where, you know, there's not a lot of road races. And so we're starting to see an influx of, of road runners kind of, jumping into some of some trail races and you can tell, and this is not, I'm just trying to be negative, but you could just tell um, that there's a different mindset and, and it just takes, takes, you know, it takes people some time to realize that things are a little different in the trail world, you know, and it's and it, it, nothing against or negative toward anybody, but you can just tell like when they, Oh, this course is, is long. And you're just like, mm, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's a little long. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> that's not, not even as a race director. That's my favorite pet peeve is my Garmin says, you know, when somebody's they're just hammering their watch, my Garmin says, well, they didn't use your Garmin to set the Boston course either. So, yeah, exactly. you know, maybe there's a little, little leeway in there, but I think the kind of the, the mind problem for a lot of people is that they have an expectation of what their speed's going to be on the road mm-hmm. for a given course, you know, when most of them that uh, relatively flat or whatever, that they know they can really drop the hammer on. And then depending, you, you mean, you know, depending on the trail conditions, that uh, that per minute mile might go down by four or five, you know, it's, Oh yeah. And I think they have a little hard time dealing with that, but once you can get by that, I think you just, you start having trail PRs as well. So you don't, that, that doesn't mean you still can't Boston qualify, but yeah, you, you got to give a little different mindset. So. And on the same course, depending on conditions, cause you said post Oak, I did a uh, post Oak a few years ago. I had my slowest 50 K on trails and everything. It, Cause it was cold. It was rainy. It was muddy. I had water up to my knees in that thing. And it, it was my slowest 50 K and I won it. <laughs> so it was just kind of <laughs> like, you know, it was, it was yeah. just, just the conditions and you, uh, you know, it is know. what it is, you know, you uh, just do it. No doubt. You kind of got to have almost per race, PRs and records for yeah. trails is, I mean, it's just prayer spirit or a rail to trail like that. You will have one thing, but it, if you're doing speed goat 50 K, you're going to come up with quite a different number for yeah. your finish time on that. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so speaking of Prairie spirit, so you, you and I, uh, our, our friend, Jeremy, mutual friend, Jeremy Harrison introduced us real briefly at a uh, Prairie spirit. You guys were out there and, uh, I, we didn't get to talk real long. I was, I was, uh, crewing a couple runners that I, I coach and, uh, but he's like, you need to, you know, you got to talk to him. He, he, and, um, 
one of the things that's funny, you mentioned TZ. I've got to get TZ on the podcast too. That that guy's done some stuff. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Yeah. He's, he's a awesome. good liar too. I mean, as a race director, he lies really well. <laughs> what kind of lies has he has he told you, huh? Oh, uh, you know, um, when Pumpkin Holler started, we we were actually down there the first year. That was my all-time first hundred K race. And I didn't know any of those guys really at that time, just a little bit from Post Oak. But uh, look at the website and it says dime size gravel and a few rolling hills or something like that are mostly yeah. flat. Yeah. Flat and we get and out fast, there yeah. and it was a it was a year of the, the county actually decided to maintain roads. So it was the gravel was just huge on it. And, and you've seen it. So, you know, like going up to Mad Dog and stuff there's a lot of easy places to run too, but there are some pretty good climbs in there. And he really got a ration for that over, (laughs) you know, after the race. And then he posts, he's like, well, the weekend after I went out and ran it, it was, uh, I might've been off a little bit. He goes, it didn't seem so bad when we drove it in the Jeep. (laughs) Of course not. not. (laughs) So that's the thing to give him trouble about all the time. Oh man. So, so you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your, your ultrasound. You, you guys would come down here and, and just, just run, run the races down here. And uh, so got to know a, a bunch of our folks. And, and so your first hundred was, uh, was the first year. I mean, what well, was your first hundred K was pumpkin Hollow. What was your first hundred miler? First hundred miler was a uh, lean horse in South Dakota. Oh, okay. And, and actually that was, it was supposed to be Rocky raccoon mm. and a whole bunch of people with the goats, the group, the, the trail running group here in Omaha were going to South Dakota for lean horse. And I thought, well, that's, that's still a few months out. I can go out, get some experience, not really count it as the hundred miler and just see what happens. And I actually got lucky enough to, to finish that one too. So it, that became the first one. It was just supposed to be a training run. Nice, nice, and yeah, yeah. I see months later, so evidently you recovered and and went and knocked out Rocky Rocky Raccoon. I still haven't done either one of those, and those look like both are great races. So <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a few differences in Lean Horse. Now I got kind of lucky the year I did it. I think it was just right under eighty, so that was the temps were really good for that race because it it gets mid nineties pretty pretty regular for it. So we got lucky there, and they've cut out this Argyle Road. I think most of it's like. 16 miles of rolling nasty gravel that that wasn't much fun yeah but uh yeah we got it we got it done it was a good race had a lot of help some good stories from that from my pacer that uh, i think he was the reason i probably forgot how bad i hurt because he was we'll call it delirious i mean that was a pretty fair statement and he'll laugh about it but uh, scott giddings went out with us to to uh to pace a little bit and his, his girlfriend at the time was running the 50 miler. So he got up at, you know, five in the morning when all of us did helped her out. She ended up winning the race and nice. he didn't really take any downtime. So when it got time at 50 miles for him to pace me going into the evening, he still hadn't taken a rest either. And then we get out there and it, the moonlight was bright enough that we could, you could really see the rail to trail just enough to run it. And it was way better than using your headlight. You know, you get the shadows and everything. So we basically left our headlamps off and went and going along just middle of the night. And he's like, are there bats out here? It's like, well, I don't know why he goes, they're flying right at me. It's like, what are you talking about? And I'm right next to the guy and we keep going. And he goes, 
what was that? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you see that branch? It looks like heat miser and cold miser. And I was like, I have no idea what your problem is, buddy. But we get in the aid station and I'm like giving him Mountain Dew and, and gels to try to wake him up. He'd see something, he'd, a cat on a fence post. And we come back into one of the towns. And he's like, is that a bobcat? And it's like, no, it's just a cat. And I pet the cat. And he's so anyway, I, I got a pocket full of them from him, but I think in the end he probably uh, saved me because I, I forgot a lot how bad I wasn't having a good time at the moment by uh, <laughs> keeping an eye on him. So yeah, isn't it, isn't it amazing? Uh, I don't know every every race, especially your hundred milers, have like you know certain challenges and and, and issues. And I, I don't know, have you uh, you did that first hundred miler? Well, let's let's talk about that first one. How did your body respond to it? Because you had done hundred k, you did the other distances. Your first time going to hundred miles, how? And that that was what that lean horse. That was in two thousand and twelve. Right. How'd you how'd your body respond to that? And you know, did you recover quickly or take a while or what? It, it took a little while. And that one, I think your first one. When you always when you talk to people. I, I feel funny about it because it, it sounds like you think maybe you're better or something because you've done, done long distance and nobody ever means it that way, but it's hard to explain how you feel like at mile <laughs> 80, you know, when people haven't done that. So mm -hmm. of course that time I had never been that far at all. And I think maybe through 60 miles or so we were doing pretty good. I have a, a lot of walking in the back half for me. I'm not, like I said, not a front runner at all. So I'm, I'm more of a participant than a, anything, but we get to mile 84 and there's one lady at an aid station and there's only one chair in this aid station. We come in and my feet were just killing me. I had to, I had to put some goop on and I look at her and I said, it's all right. If I sit in your chair, I really need to fix my foot. And she goes, well, I've been out here all night too. And it's like, what? I don't know what kind of motivation that is, but I, yeah. I said, well, all right, I'll take that as a yes. And I sat down <laughs> working on my feet and, you know, she just goes, you, you know, I've been out here just as long as you have and stuff. And it's like, well, I appreciate it. You know, I, this, I, I love the volunteers and we appreciate you being out here because we can't do it without you. And I said, well, at least you didn't have to run 86 miles. Well, well, I've still been out here. It's That's like we, we, <laughs> we leave. And I, I think we thought that was going to be enough anger to push me through the end and not worry about it. <laughs> so I yeah. stomp out of there like this is I'm, you know, and yeah. A half mile later, I'm back staring at the ground. So it didn't really provide the needed motivation. But uh, oddly enough, at that one, the worst I felt, I only had four miles left, mile 96, this Argyle road that was just miserable, come down a really big hill and you kind of have to jump a fence and skirt through this one thing to go cut across the field where an aid station is. And coming down that hill, my blisters were so bad and I couldn't stop Ooh. to fix them. So I was just, just hoping they'd pop and they never did. But we come down this big hill and the next mile I had like a 30 minute mile. And oh, I looked at my man. wife and, you know, I was like two hours to finish. And it's like, I'm not even going to make the cutoff. She goes, no, you can do it. You can do it. And 
she she got me going again. She always likes to tell people I yelled at her and I, I really didn't. It's just like, stop with the motivation, you know, because I was feeling so bad. <laughs> wait, wait, where is she? I want to hear about this yelling. Where is she? Yeah, there? yeah you can have her on and get the real story because this is all fake news. But it was, <laughs> and my mom called her about that time and I could tell who it was on the phone. And Bobby looks up, my wife's name is Bobby. And she looks over and she goes, I don't think he wants to talk to you right now. <laughs> and anyway, so we, I got going again and we made it into town, started feeling a little bit better. And then like I managed to drop a 14 minute mile that seemed like I was flying, came in sideways with 20 minutes to spare or something like a 2940. So, nice. but it was, man, it's mental. I mean, you try to tell everybody that the second half's mental and, it sounds like that's just something everybody says, but it's, it is a hundred percent the truth because there's nothing more you want to do than set in the chair, get off your feet and yeah. And, and take it easy. So I had a conversation uh, with somebody else for the podcast talking about like, I always, no matter how bad I feel, I make myself run through, you know, at the end, I want to run through the arch, run through the finish line or whatever. And, and like, you get that when you see it, you can run, you know, like you'd be dying and you see the finish and you can like, where was like, nothing's changed physically, you know, but I'm able to run now. So like, why couldn't I tap into that? <laughs> 10 miles ago, you know? <laughs> yeah. A guy could definitely use that. Cause everybody's like, well, if you could do that, why'd you take so long to get here? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You left some out on the course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, um, so, uh, so you, you know, you start running hundred miles. I find it interesting that because, uh, everybody's backgrounds are so different and, and, you know, um, like powerlifting background. So my background, I started when I started out, I, I did, I did a wrestled in high school and did jujitsu. And so, you know, that's my background. And then I, when I started running after, uh, I had surgery on my knee and, and before that running was punishment or to cut weight or, you know, whatever. And so, um, evidently you were pretty committed to, uh, the powerlifting. I mean, you were pushing yourself. I mean, you don't, snap your shoulder by, by, by doing, uh, you know, lightweight powerlifting, right, whatever right, that would right, be. It's right, like, right, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's kind of, um, I don't know. I, and you hear a lot of, a lot of people who, who end up, you know, running in our sport, who've come from like uh, addiction backgrounds, drug backgrounds and, and it, but, and, and a lot of them, they can flip that switch pretty quick and, and find, find running. But I find it interesting that, you know, that it took, you know, it took you a little while to, to kind of, I don't want to say reinvent yourself, but find something physical that you could, uh, you know, give yourself to do. Uh, were you like, the, I'm just curious, were you like depressed or did you just have, you know, a tough time with it? Um, I guess maybe, I mean, not like a severe depression, but yeah, sad yeah. that I couldn't do it anymore because we had had done that quite a bit. And I, my wife got in because I did. So it was something we did together. But I mean, running would have never occurred to me ever, yeah. even with that, when I hurt the shoulder, if it wouldn't have been for my wife, because uh, a lot of years before her and a friend, like kind of those, you know, on a bed, on a whim thing, we'll do a marathon and decided that was dumb, never do it again. <laughs> but we had basically got so sedentary. I can't even pronounce that word, but you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say that, uh, when I got up to 270 pounds, it's like, we, we have to make a change here. This, I mean, we felt bad. We looked bad and it's, we just needed something new. She brought that up and I, 
if it wasn't for going to Hawaii to do my first 5k, you know, that probably wouldn't even have started, but we had the, the kids that ran cross country and their coach that actually lived behind us. I went and talked to him. I said, Hey, I have, you know, I'm starting from zero here. And that was before couched 5k and everything really became a thing. But that was basically what he told me to do. He said, jog a little bit while you can walk for 30 seconds, walk for a minute when you can start jogging again. And through the first part of that, I, I basically did uh, a a run walk in it. So not, not during the, the 5k, I actually ran the first one, but when I did the half marathon, there was some run walking in there and of course in the ultras i I have to because i'm i'm not in in shape to do i'm you you know i'm i casual maybe that's the right word i i mean i love being out with people and i love doing that and i i want to get better and and have times but it's i guess it is i hate when people say it is what it is but it it is what it is because i i I do it and i enjoy it and that's that's kind of kind of where it is well, man, I, I tell you, uh, there are very few people that that don't walk during. I walk. I mean, that you know, during an ultra, when you're going 100 miles, I don't know. I think even even the elites are going to walk here and there. You know, it's like they, oh yeah, <laughs> they, not, not where people can see it, but <laughs> I know we did a one of the North Face races in Kansas City, the 50k, and that was actually a road 50k for North Face for that one. But we were coming through a a neighborhood. And I was like taking a little walk break on that. And there was some lady just out jogging and she goes, well, what are you doing? So, well, there's a race. And she goes, well, you're not even running. And I said, well, you know, so, and I said, I, I said it incorrectly, but I, I was trying to make the point. I said, well, sometimes when you do 50 miles, you got to take a little walk break. And she just kind of looked at the ground and, and took <laughs> off after that. So, and, and I'm not being mean to her, but I, yeah. I, I wish people wouldn't put such a stigma on it because like you said, I mean, we've got our friend, uh, Casey, the pixie ninja, she can walk up a hill and still set course records and win things and yeah. qualify for Olympic trials. You know, there's, there's no shame in that if it's suits the purpose. So, yeah, she's a beast, man. She's a, a, a little bitty beast, but she's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. No, doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, that's true. And, 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 and I got, anybody um you doing the distance you put you you're doing the distance and 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 it's you know we're all doing it and it it's whether you have to slow down a little more than other it's it's getting it done and it's it's hard to be out there for a long time it's tough right. <laughs> mentally you know that's that takes some mental strength to just keep plugging forward you know i mean i guess would you rather walk and win or jog the whole thing and lose i mean <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah there you go there you go oh man well so you've you mentioned earlier uh the goats tell me about tell me about the uh, the goats uh the you know the group that you run with out there sure uh the the actual name of that is greater omaha area trail runners which i'm lucky i even spit that out myself because usually people <laughs> yes. stumble over it but uh started in roughly 2012 2011 we weren't there at the very beginning my wife and i but uh, we got to know the people pretty quick within a a few months and that was after we had got to know all the oklahoma people and started doing trail runs and then we find out there's a group right close to us because we hadn't been on any trail trail or single track stuff in the area at at all so we kind of just integrated into some group runs 
with that group, got to know the founder, Scott Giddings, really well. I mean, one of one of my best friends, love the guy. And that's that's another cool thing that comes out of trail running. I'll just throw that out that uh, those lifelong friendships. Yeah. But uh, we've decided we needed a 50K in Omaha because Omaha area had never had an actual trail 50K in it. So in 2012, started the first uh, 50k on trails in the omaha area and after the first couple of years of that it, it kind of just started steamrolling i mean we had 18 30 people to start out with you knew everybody we'd have a group run and that was pretty much the whole group was there yeah to you know, over 3000 people on the Facebook page now, which obviously everybody's not right there in Omaha running. That's from all over the world, but the group has turned into just, you know, one guy's want to get some trail people together to raising in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for various charities. So I should point out too, that the group is a 501 C. So it's actually, fully fully nonprofit 501c everything we we raise at the race is above cost we we try to donate either to the trails to help the specific venues that we run at or other things we have ms run the u.s we've we've raised a lot of money for at various times now we kind of stay basically in the seven counties that touch omaha in the center so there's two iowa counties five nebraska counties and we really try to put all our resources into that. So it's grown from, from that group of 18 to several races in a year. And like I said, hundreds of thousands of dollars and tons of food for the food bank from the feast and feathers nice. race and, uh, and th- for Thanksgiving. So what, uh, what t- tell me about which, what are some of the bigger races that, that you guys put on? So that original 50 K uh, people wise, that is probably one of the, the bigger ones. And last year, uh, Kim Boltzma, that is the RD to that actually added a 50 mile to it. So we had a five, 10, 21 mile, 50 K and 50 mile in that the um, another race, the dizzy goat is a three, six, 12 hour, uh, washing machine, three mile, basically three mile loop okay. washing machine style for, for those times. And then that gets a few hundred runners in as well. Started a, a and basically out of a joke, a race called what the hell that uh, is a half, uh, well, be a quarter marathon and a half marathon. That was basically a 0.55 loop going up this pretty crappy uh, <laughs> <laughs> paved road in the middle of our trails in the park. And we said, we ought to make that a race. And that, that turned into a, a race. Uh, we, we help uh, tails and trails that donates to a lot of, uh, animal groups in the area so all their money goes to amber and that was kind of an add-on started by members of our group but for a different cause other than the the trails so that came on as well um, the feast and feathers that i mentioned is a, a thanksgiving day half marathon that uh, has raised literally tons of food as well for the food bank in omaha so cool. I'm, i mean they have I mean, 2000 pounds of food raised at a race yeah, yeah. from canned goods and everything. Plus, plus very large monetary donations for the, for the food bank. So those are some of my race 
in December at uh, Hitchcock Nature Center in Iowa, a hundred miler and has a, a half marathon that we can only allow a few people in based on park limits. So last year that sold out in 20 minutes, but it was, it was only wow. like 65, 75 spots that we can get people on, but the 50 and the hundred do pretty well out there. It's a smaller race, but we've, we've met a lot of cool people. We have a, a huge contingent from Minnesota that come, come down to the race every year. So that's, I'm sure I'm missing some ranch run, another half marathon that, donated a lot of money to a, a hetero organization that uses horses to help uh, re rehabilitate people and, and work with people that uh, have that as well. Man, I'm blank. Somebody's going to kill me because I'm sure I'm, I'm missing <laughs> well, something. And, well, hey, and, tell uh, me, tell me about, <laughs> tell me a little bit about Hitchcock. I'm, I, you know, of course that's the, the hundred mile. That's the one I, you know, yeah. Wanna, yeah. yeah. T tell me, tell me a little bit about, about that one. Well, and that started, um, the group hadn't been out to Hitchcock Nature Center a whole lot, but we found out it has some really steep climbs out there. They're mostly short, no switchbacks, but uh, um, just to give a little bit on that, I, it's it's hard to picture because you're in, a, in the middle of Iowa with cornfields, but the 12 and a half mile loop for the race has almost 5,000 foot of gain in it. Wow. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it has some serious, I mean, we'd always, we'd look at that. And it's like, it sounds like we're lying. You know, we didn't even want to post the elevation gain on it because that, you know, that's 40,000 foot of climb Yeah, <laughs> in there. And, uh, but uh, some of us were out there running, went up on the observation deck. That's uh, several stories high. And we're looking over there. It's like, we have to have a race out here, a hundred miler. And, and lucky for us, the uh, park rangers didn't just dismiss that out of hand. So we talked to them, got it on the schedule one year. December's kind of their time. So we don't, all that traffic doesn't kill the trail so much. If that'd been a spring race, yeah, the, the, the impact on the trail would be pretty high. And they're, they're really, they take that into consideration a lot for, for how they do any races or anything. We're basically the only race out there other than a, a shorter one. That's a race for extinction is the name of that, that they, they do a fundraiser for, but uh, that's, that's growing really well. It it's, it's a smaller race because based on we, we can't have very many cars in the parking situation. Yeah. So that uh, keeps it the overall people probably around 200, but past the first year we've we've sold out every year for nice. for all the races so it's it's gotten a pretty good reputation and and mainly based on all the awesome people have that volunteer for that race it's it's definitely not it's cool because the race director's cool it's cool because our group of people go all in on it and a lot of them are ultra runners so when yeah. you come in at the aid station at two at the morning there's somebody there that probably really knows exactly how you felt like yeah. at the time. So. They're not, they're not telling you, Hey, I've been out here as long as you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what, so, so if you Hitchcock, if you want a challenge, it sounds like uh elevation game. Yeah. That's, that's, and then it, it's cold out there in December, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's the, the first year it was actually really nice, close to 40 degrees, but we oh, okay. had inches of rain the week leading up to it. So, and some of those you just had to slide down. There's no switchbacks or anything on it. So <laughs> you go up a 300 footer and then, I mean, you just 
it's like take the break off and go. You just have to see what happens. You get in the bottom. But one a couple of years ago was um, between five and nine inches of snow, depending where you were at. And hunting season is the weekend before that race. So nobody had even been on the trails to knock that down anywhere. So oh, the man. first lap, people basically had to you know, they were the snow plows for that race on the, on the first lap and it gets down around zero sometimes. So you, you, you do get a, a pretty wide range. Nice. Nice. Well, I, I, that, that, I just remember looking, you know, as we were scouring, trying to find uh different, um, different races to do. And that was one of them that caught my eye, you know, this was probably a couple of years ago. And uh, so anyway, I just, yeah, wanted to get the input on that. You may, you may be, might see me out there trying to navigate all that mess one year. <laughs> you just let me know, brother. I'll, I, I know the race director. Okay. I can get you in. <laughs> all right. Sounds, sounds like, sounds like some torturous fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we actually, one of the local ladies, it was her first hundred miler and she has been to everyone, finished everyone. So she got her 500 mile, we give her a little award for 500 miles. And then of course, last year, three, three weeks before the state put new regulations in place and we had to cancel at last minute, we were looking good the entire year. And then three weeks out, they put new regs in and, and we had to kill it. So oh, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. Well, every, every, I think every, every race director, race organization this past year has had to, yeah had to postpone or cancel or deal with something. So that's just the way it is, you know, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Well, um, so you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Hawaii a couple of times. What's your connection with Hawaii? Just something that sounded fun. We decided to, uh, to go do, um, one year we were kind of able to take the kids on a little vacation. So, and, took them to a couple of different islands and okay pretty pretty low-key i mean it wasn't like we were just throwing money around we yeah, could do yeah, whatever oh, yeah, we wanted yeah. so we just i got you you know a couple of tours and took the sites in and came back and it's like normally i wouldn't think beachy would be all me you know laying out in the sun and and that's that's for when you run midnight madness in tulsa when it's 103 or, <laughs> yeah. or honey badger <laughs> and humid is all get out yeah. yeah pay for that fun but uh, <laughs> yeah. then we went back and saw that uh, uh, when I mentioned Dean Carnest's book, that uh, he was actually one of the speakers at the first Kauai Marathon in 2009. Okay. So we were lucky enough to go out in 2009, 2010 to run the, the Kauai race. And then airfare just it, it got so ridiculous that we couldn't go back anymore. But it's just somewhere we found we love and you know, when airfare bottoms out and then we get to go back. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's funny. That's how, that's how uh, I ended up going. The first time I found out uh, airfare was really cheap. And my father-in-law at the time had a, a timeshare that we could trade into for nothing. And I was like, well, I'm going to Hawaii. And uh, yeah, I fell in love with the, with it and uh, ended up uh, living on Oahu for a, a year and people are like, Oh, dude, Waikiki is like, well, I would run along Waikiki and I've done the Honolulu and the North shore marathon. Um, but I, I loved hanging out in the country you know, North shore where right, nobody right. else was the beaches where it's the most beautiful beach you've ever seen. And it's like your family and another family, a hundred yards that way, you know, it's like- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were, we were lucky enough last, uh, last January to, uh, help crew a friend that got into hurt. Oh, so sweet. 
that was that was a whole new experience for that. You you, you want to talk about not having a very good per mile pace? That that race will <laughs> will do it for you. Yeah, when I lived there, I, I've hiked those trails, and I was just doing road races, and I I wasn't doing ultras. wasn't kind of you know I love to hike and stuff, but it, it wasn't like it hadn't clicked in me yet that I could do that. And I I kind of knew about hurt, but I didn't really you know it was after I left that I realized the opportunity I missed to to really be out there and and you know get tortured. <laughs> Yeah, that, trails are tough, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> another one. You can read about it all you want, but until you see some of those things, it, it, it's hard to believe that those guys can finish. I mean, any race really on conditions like that, but to see as tall as those roots are and how little you have to stick a foot down that they can manage to get through that stuff that quick. And muddy and slippery and hot and humid yeah. and oh yeah, <laughs> that's. But uh, but yeah, I I, I just have to because like I I want to get back to Hawaii. You know, every now and then I'm look watch the airfare and 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 I'm keeping an eye on it. But uh, because uh, it's it's a special place. First time I went, my sister, um, she uh, she worked on a cruise ship around Hawaii previously and uh when i got when i got off the plane and i kind of was she's like do you feel it i was like i feel it you know it's like <laughs> it's, it's 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 a special place man yeah for sure for sure some great people okay i gotta I ask you this before i guess we gotta get back to running but what's your favorite food out there man what's your favorite thing that you look forward to eating when you when you go to hawaii Whoa, that's kind of a tough question, actually. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you do you I, like okay here? Do you like musubi? The the that's the spam with the uh, rice and it's wrapped in a seaweed. Have you eaten that? Like you get it yeah, at the Seven yeah, Eleven over there, man. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Could you say that the spam? I mean, people <laughs> laugh, but you can you get spam at McDonald's in Hawaii, yes. and and people they they really dig it. So we. we we got a little bit of spam. My, my wife is 100% not into a spam. So <laughs> nice, nice. I, I think the barbecue, the barbecue is always good. We really, yeah. really like that. So that's, that's probably one of the things. And, and, you know, some of the, even the Japanese influence and stuff, especially mm -hmm. on Oahu oh, like yeah. that, that some of the, the noodle dishes and everything are really good that I, I can't off the top of my head. I wouldn't yeah. give you a name of anything that I'd pronounce wrong anyway, but uh, <laughs> some of our friends turned us in, turned us on to some really good dishes yeah. like that. So our, our, um, after I did the uh, Honolulu marathon, one of my favorite things was that there's a rainbow drive-in it's called, and, and there's a, a, a local moco, which is one of their, it's rice with great, right. with a, yeah, a beef patty and an egg and yeah, gravy. And yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but I, I, would, I would probably be remiss if I didn't say shave ice too, because yes, that's yes, yeah, that exactly. nice group. Not shaved, shave no, ice. Shave, yeah, right. shave ice yeah don't put a d in it <laughs> yeah right with some uh, vanilla ice cream underneath that and we had last time we were there the lady made all her syrups homemade and everything so her pineapple syrup and everything she made that and it's like she just took a gallon jug of that stuff for one shave ice. I mean, she just kept pouring and pouring. It's running over the sides. And it was, you know, man, that would have been great at mile 80 if you just have that much big sugar rush. Oh, yeah. Get, get your diabetes and go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, uh, so I, I was I was I got to go to Kauai um, a couple of times for work, but I didn't get to explore. And uh, I didn't get to I, I would have liked to have run the, the marathon there because uh, I've been it's beautiful um 
I just, just, you know, being out there, it's one of the, you know, it's one of the more natural islands and uh, I, I can't imagine how awesome it must've been. Yeah. The course was pretty cool. I mean, there's some parts through the, the town where, where it's so, so, but the tunnel of trees, I don't know if people have heard that, but that's a good run of the highway that basically the trees have overgrown from both sides. So it really is a tunnel of trees and you go through that and it's really cool. Uh, kind of towards the halfway point, the, it winds up a hill. It's like a mile climb on this thing. I mean, it's really unmarathonish, I think, for a road race. But uh, you you seriously climb about a mile, and then you kind of bounce around some uh, some rollers. But you outlook over the ocean from you know, several hundred feet up on these. I, I wouldn't call it a cliff, but you're on these overlooks yeah. for a good portion of the race. That, and it's, it's just awesome when, when you see that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. I tell everybody, if you, if you have the opportunity, go ahead and go and just experience it and, and you can get some good runs in out there. It's beautiful runs and on yeah. trails are on the road. It's so much, so much to see and do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so, uh, I guess we got to get off of Hawaii. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, you mentioned, um, uh, you did the honey badger in Kansas, the, ba- yeah, the badger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100. Yeah. I'm sorry, not the honey badger. The badger. No, it's a honey badger. It's the honey badger. Oh, it is the honey yeah, badger. Okay. Yeah, wait, you there, somebody else has a badger, uh, 100, but yeah, the honey badger. Um, so, Tell me about, okay, for, for those listening, uh, go ahead and explain. I'm going to let you explain it because you've run it. And I've just heard from everybody who's done it. Uh, explain it. Well, I, and that one I didn't, I didn't train for, nor did I originally enter it. But uh, one of our friends said, she said, I can't go. Do you want my entry to this thing? It's like, what's well, a free entry? Why would I not want to go? And I had already run Prairie Spirit that year the hundred, you know, the early one, yeah. not, the, not the fall classic. I'm looking, it's like, I should just try to do the Kansas slam since I already had the one in. And then if I had tried to do honey badger and then get, uh, get Hawk in as well. And then the, the fall, uh, ultra. So, um, n- really no expectation other than to finish that one, but it, it is quite the deal because that <laughs> that's Kansas on an asphalt road. And basically, I think a 94, 96 mile rectangle. I can't remember coming out of the park if that was four or six miles total on there, but basically you're out in the sun and asphalt for the whole hundred miles. And then the year we did it, it was, it was pretty much a hundred degrees the whole, whole time on there. self support. Well, you have a crew, but you have to provide your own crew regulations on carry so much water carry this that have your crew otherwise they won't even let you run it so i I basically just went out there and i my my wife goes you need to take like one of those hats with the drape on the the back i don't even know what that's called you know safari hat hat, i call it a flappy hat hat. i call it my flappy hat (laughs) and and wear some long sleeves it's like i don't like that kind of hat i'm not going to do that but Luckily, smarts prevailed and I listened to her because that hat saved my life. I mean, a long sleeve white shirt and this hat keep me from baking on that because I I would guess, I mean, in all seriousness, the road temperature was probably between 120 and 130 degrees. But just based on the, the ambient and how the, the sun was shining. So that that was quite the experience. There's one section called Confection Alley that's. I think a 16 mile strip that you're pretty much 
it's like running into the oven. You think the wind would be nice at that point, but it's this big headwind and it's just hot wind. Oh, so you, you go through this and I mean, even running normal, you think you're redlining because just struggling against that the whole time. And that probably somewhere around 94 miles, I had to sit in the car for a little bit and basically have the air conditioner blowing on me because I was, I was not feeling well at all, but I struggled through and, and got to finish on that. So it's, I mean, it's one of those, you hate it, but it was cool to do it. And it's a, another one that it might not sound that good. You go, well, that, that doesn't sound, <laughs> sound all that fun. And it, of course parts aren't, but just the experience and the, the cool people. I mean, uh, Will Sprouse was out there and Eldon Glano, a whole bunch of guys that you, you start seeing the same, you, I mean, you know how it is. You start seeing oh, yeah. the same people race after race and, all of a sudden you have four crews instead of one crew every time, yeah. you know, everybody really watches out for everybody. So it was, it was cool just to, you know, spend a weekend kind of in the same neighborhood as those guys, but behind them and get to the finish line and, you know, have a PBR and lay on the concrete in the shelter and, <laughs> and, you know, just soak it up a little bit because I think that's the part of those races is when you get done, to have that camaraderie, you know, mm. I know a lot of shorter races and like you said, not, not bagging on road or short races or anything. I think people kind of tend to just get in their car and take off when they're done. It's like, well, I ran the race. Okay. I'm going home or it's time to eat or whatever. But some of those are punk and holler. I remember sitting in a lawn chair and just looking at these other guys and gals that, that just laid down that weekend, like you did. And it's like, that's, this is a lot of what it's about for me is to just share that experience with everybody. Something about suffering with, you know, when you get to suffer with somebody else, you know, I, right. in fact, I, I forgot who I posted it with, but say, Hey, look, hope we can share miles and suffer together. Cause it's, you know, it's like, it makes it more meaningful, man. You know? Yeah, it is. And, and just for the record, then I, I blew up at Hawk and uh, I didn't get the grand slam. Oh man. And, I was going to ask, oh, oh, man. you know, you, and, and you would, you would love to talk to my wife about this because this is, I think this is her favorite story to exaggerate slightly. <laughs> I had really bad stomach cramps. Almost, it felt like kind of food poisoning stomach cramps, but whether that was that or not, I don't know, but I was just miserable. And I'd like, stop and kind of lean against a tree a little bit and she was out pacing me and i i remember never to say this again because the ridicule after it has not stopped for years i said i said man i am cramping so fast is this what menstrual cramps feel like and she just looks like you know you are the biggest idiot i have ever seen so now that's uh she has to whenever she explains that to somebody she gets like this biggest woe is me thing with her head trying to you know show what i look like on the run he like, had his man cramps I, yeah I, I, so they'd say i mansplained that right but uh, anyway yeah 100 100k and i just i I, I oh, gave up man. carrying on that one. So, and you, you know how it is, you get done and you're in the car and it's like, I'm an idiot. You know, as soon oh, as you I, sat yeah. there for a minute, then you you, you know, you shouldn't have, and it's too late because you turned your bib in already. Oh man. That's the, that's the <laughs> craziest feeling. Like, Oh, if I'd have just waited or yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I know. <laughs> did, did you, did you ever get like, I mean, depending on the hundred, like my first one in lean horse, I get to 96 miles and you think, 
that is in the bank. And I didn't, I seriously didn't know if I was going to finish. And then like honey badger, it was mile 68. And it's like, this is cake. It's in the bag. You know, it wasn't cake, but you know what I'm saying? My whole outlook was different. It's like, I knew I had it, even though there was 32 miles left to go. I don't know if people go back and forth like that in races or not, but that's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. And it's, uh, you know, talk about the lows you hit sometime. It's, I, you know, a lot of people, Oh, I usually hit a low at mile 70 something or 60 something. I'm all over the place. 25. Sometimes I'm hitting a low. It's like, what is this man? I got 75 miles to go. What? This is ridiculous. You know? Yeah. Oh man. Do, do you, do you, um, I don't know. Do you get pretty low during some of the races that you've done? I'd, I'd imagine honey, honey badger was probably hit some lows there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was more just miserable and I couldn't, after about 35 miles, I couldn't eat. It was just the heat and everything. And this is, I think a good thing to keep in mind, no matter how long you've done it. And and not that I know, uh, or I'm a nutrition expert or anything, but even when you have something that works, don't stop listening to other people. So one of our friends, Donnie, a young kid was helping Bobby crew me and I wouldn't eat anything. I wouldn't eat anything. He goes, just try this. It was insure. It's like, I don't want that. I'm not going to try it. And I just, I kept blowing him off and fine. It's like, if you, sh- will you shut up if I drink some of that? And he goes, <laughs> just drink it. And I drank it and it's wow. That went down easy. I just got 260 calories and eight ounces and I don't want to spit it up. So, I mean, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you know, people come up with stuff, even if you have something that works. I mean, sorry, that was a little detour on that conversation. No, but no, it's but like you have to that's, never stop listening to people, whether they have more or less experience, they might've hit, hit on something. And he saved my race. And I told Mindy Coolman that, you know, later on she was doing something, saw her at Walmart when she's stocking up her goods for a race. And I said, get some of that and take it with you. And then like, that was her go-to after it. So, yeah. You know, somebody told me and I had done a, f- a few, quite a few hundreds already. And somebody made mention of the, the Starbucks coffees, um, you know, and that they, that they, they could chug those, they go down easy. And I'm like, you know, those are pretty good. And dude, at night, the, the sweet, the caffeine, the, you know, the sugar rush and all. So like at, even at Western States, I had one of those waiting for me uh, on the other side of Rucky Chucky. And man, I, I, oh, I went down so good. And you get that surge and, um, you know, depending on which one you buy 190 or 260 calories. And right. so, uh, yeah, I always, I usually try to have a few of those, to treat myself. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Never stop learning. That's what it's all about. Oh yeah. Man. And you know, I, I, my first couple hundred, I had some kind of like, uh, probably the equal weight insurers, but it's something that I kind of forgot about. And, uh, you're, you're like the second or third person recently in conversations that's mentioned it. So I need to, um, I need to reintroduce that into my, uh, my arsenal. (laughs) I I think what saved me with two was that it's lactose free. So there's no, even though it's like (laughs) drinking milk, it's now I remember one time somebody had, uh, one of the sponsors, I don't remember the name of the product, but it was like those really high protein chocolate milk drinks. Yeah. It's like, man, this is perfect. And I slammed one of them about two miles later. It's like, Oh no, that was real milk. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the porta potty? (laughs) Yeah. It was not my my brightest moment. Having menstrual cramps again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
I, I'm glad I can throw that for everybody to make fun of me on. Now. <laughs> hey, man, it's, I, I, I could cut it out, but I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I don't expect you to. No, and it's, no. it's fun, but <laughs> we, hey, we, we, we've got to, my wife has stories too. We got to laugh at ourselves. You know, um, what we do is the sport it's, it's fun and, and we all have our reasons for doing it, but you know, we have to laugh sometimes and, and, it's ridiculous what we do. It's just, you know, and we have to laugh at ourselves. Otherwise we'll just keep crying, you know? Right. I, th- I think if normal people heard some of the stories, they wouldn't think we were smart enough to even run the race, let alone finish anything based on some of the stuff that would come out of our, our mouths in the, the middle of the night. So well, you tell people stories and like, wait, 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 you paid to do that. You actually <laughs> paid to go out and yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I've just that that just makes me I we can't go over all that stuff, but some of the stuff that I've said or I've heard people say it's like what were you thinking? I mean, by that first 100k a few weeks later we're out running with some friends and Bobby's telling her about what well, goes, "Oh, and they had beef jerky at this aid station." It's like beef jerky i would have loved that why didn't you tell me they had it when we were there she goes i asked you if you wanted some <laughs> it's like i don't remember that there she goes then they had barley soup and was like i would have ate that says so i told you there was some there like i decided totally carb depleted and spaced out i don't know it yeah. You got Ron and you got race Ron. Same thing. Yeah, Dave yeah, exactly. and race Dave. Just, they, yeah, not the same, not the same one. <laughs> uh, well, so um I, I want I want to get into something else that I found out about you, but um you you've done you've done, I mean, these all these hundreds and uh well, two questions. What, what was your what's your what was your favorite, I guess, race? uh that you, what's your favorite 100 miler that you've done so far that I, and it doesn't have to be like the actual race but i guess your experience what was your favorite experience in, in running 100 miles I, well, there's probably two one a, a good bad favorite 100 and then uh really good hundreds I, I think as far as people and experience the the races i've done at pumpkin hall are probably some of my all-time favorites just based on people i mean we you know we go down there from nebraska and it's i I say it's still like home court advantage because we know some big people and i mean you see john sled dog there's people at the aid stations and you see a dude in a crop top john deere (laughs) t-shirt and cut off shorts i mean just cutting up one time at post oak i think uh, tz was in like a a halter top looking thing they were like 70s him and, and stormy phillips i mean i oh, love them guys yeah but they were just cutting up and i mean those guys they've been in your position they know how bad you feel and they do everything they can and not that that isn't the way at most places but just yep. the atmosphere of those guys are great and then probably what i call my best worst ultra experience was uh getting yanked at western states for missing a cutoff so oh man it's such it's such an awesome place to be and everybody's really in tune with the history and what that race means to people so you can feel it by all the the volunteers and everything there that they they know that's something special and they try to make it special for you yeah but uh yeah i I missed a cutoff and that's just the way it was but it was like that was the best worst race of my life because <laughs> yeah of what, hey, speaking of that though because you you've run western right uh-huh, yeah yeah uh, 
the one really cool picture you always see people coming up that really craggy <laughs> peak, you know, and it looks like you're on the top of the world and it just goes to nothing off the side. And when I got to that and realized you do like about 20 foot, this little curly Q thing, just so you can hit that photo op and yep, then get yep. back on the trail. And I was like, Oh, I can't believe that's what <laughs> yeah, exactly. it is. It was still awesome looking, but yeah, you, yeah. you come through there and it's like, really they staged that <laughs> maybe i sh- maybe i shouldn't tell anybody if they haven't run it yet. Yeah. now they won't be looking forward to they, it they, they don't want the experience it's, it's, still, <laughs> it's, it's still pretty yeah but you know and you know so I, I don't know it's one of those things even like i like that you said that best worst experience even if you i mean you don't have any regrets for getting out there and trying it i wouldn't think huh? i mean oh no not yeah at all. yeah i mean and that's the thing you know any of us could could crash and burn on any of these these races because they're hard, you know. Even if they're flat, they're hard. <laughs> Hundred miles is hard, you know. Right, right. Yeah, the the fun goes away pretty much no matter no matter what towards the end of those. So even on a good day, yeah. But that was yeah, that was. I wouldn't. Have, I mean, I of course I would have changed it to a finish at at uh, twenty nine fifty nine, you know, so I could have the record of the last person to ever come in on yeah. time but uh yeah it was it, it was great and anybody can have a have a day i look at some of my friends who i could never compete with and a couple of them missed at western and other places like yeah that that scares me about running races sometimes like if they didn't finish how am i ever going to finish that but there's a little different mindset on what they're trying to accomplish what i'm trying to accomplish and it's like just go out and do it you can't can't yeah. stop yourself because you might fail i mean we've had plenty of dna i mean you're you look at ultra signups you know there's there's a lot that missed the mark there too but i just yeah. doesn't make me want to stop running them i want to go out yeah. and do more get that average batting average back there, up there, there you a little go. bit there you go there you go well what 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 uh if you could pick a race right now that you could you could uh i don't know get in next year and do like what, what you have any that are on your bucket list that you like i got to you know, before I'm old and, and, and can't run anymore, which is way down the road for, for, you know, for both of us. Cause we're going to oh, keep yeah. trucking, but, but I mean, what's something that you like, I got to check this one off the list. Besides Western States. <laughs> yeah, Western States you wanna, yeah. You want to go, go, go back and uh, well, get I would redemption? love to give it another try. And yeah, yeah. now knowing what it is, you know, being out there that they're saying, I definitely could have prepared better for it. So that that was some on me too that i missed a cut off on that but um i don't know that's i think that was the real reason i started looking at hundreds i mean just the history yeah. of it and everything so that would really be one i definitely want to to go back and try yeah i don't know if i have something i have to do there's just we, we've been trying to get back in we both bobby and i both had shoulder surgeries and she had a dual knee replacement. Oh, wow. Kind of unrelated to, to running more of uh, just bone density issues and stuff, but she's coming back. I, I was off some too, because of the, the shoulder thing this last time. And I, I don't know. It's almost like the people in the experience have kind of overrode where the actual race is or what Yeah, the prestige of the race, I guess. So, there might be some, I mean, punk and holler is a good example. I love doing that race. I mean, somebody else go, why you want to do that? Why don't you want to do hard rock? Why don't you want to do old dominion? Whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's like some of these prestigious ones. It's like, 
because I go there and I know I'm going to have a good time and yeah. there'll be people that I don't know. And you, you, you know, that's a broad sweeping statement that isn't true because everybody's going to take care of you when you go to those hundreds and right. they'll be cool. But I don't know. I think it's, it's just the way you feel about certain races. We used to be with the marathon maniacs. It was all about getting new races in different States and going places. And I'm almost 180 from that now where there's things we want to do. And I don't, care if i've done the race before you know i i want to go because i know what the experience is going to be yeah. when we get there so we still want to do new things but yeah and that's that shouldn't really be a question that puts you on the spot that much but i'm having trouble with <laughs> no, coming a, up with something but no but that's besides that, that it's a good I, answer and i tell people uh you know when they're looking for like a, a first hundred and and you know um I, I name a few but one of them is is pumpkin holler because of the the support uh, the people at the aid stations, I helped this last year at, the, at an aid station. I have a blast when I get to do that, you know, right. um, and, 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 and they're, they're, sp they're close together. It's a looped course. It's a big loop though. It's not like you're doing it 15 times, right. you know? Uh, so it's, it's just a good race and, and, you know, you, it's going to challenge you, but, uh, but it's doable, you know? And I tell people, Hey, dude, pumpkin holler. It's good. You know, it's a good first race. You know? <laughs> and uh, honestly, I need to complete Hawk at the hundred mile distance. That's something I, I need to go back and do that. Cause Sherry and everybody there are awesome too. Oh yeah. But I just, that, that needs a check Mark on the box <laughs> to, to get it off the, the naughty list there. I think to if, if, if Sherry and him listen to the podcast at all, they're going to get tired of hearing me say, I've got, I've got to get that one on my list. Cause I've met them when I was doing Prairie spirit and the, and the Kansas uh, the fall version of that one. And um, they, they, got, they were telling me about the, and I've heard so much about it, but I've never been out there to do it. And I know that, you know, I've met so many of the people that helped put it on. And so that's one I got, I really have to get out there and get that one done yeah. at some point. It looks like a great race and a good challenge. You know, I, saw what hurt looks like i don't think i need to try to enter that one because <laughs> yes, unless, yeah. unless that turns into like a 72 hour cutoff i'm probably yeah. not gonna not gonna complete it has, so has your uh I, I i don't ask this all the time but has your has your eyebrow ever gone up when you you know you hear about these 200s popping up everywhere oh i would love to do that yeah i would that i i need to get more serious training in uh, something i i don't think this is really a a midlife crisis because I'm still just a 12 year old, but uh, a guy on our, uh, on our orange mud ambassador page, uh, set a track record at the 24 hour, uh, skate long distance push, uh, finals in, in Florida at like a heat paddle push to skateboard 221 miles. And the guy that won over wall all set a world record, I think of 331, so I, I've, I have it in my head now that uh, I need to to push a skateboard 100 miles. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, just, I never even heard of that, man. That's, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they. I mean, they call it LDP, long distance pushing. But uh, he <laughs> he was up. in the he was in a paddle division, and uh, so he could paddle. It was kind of like stand up paddleboarding, and uh, so he'd do that and push, but around the kind of the infield on one of the NASCAR tracks in there. So not up on the banking or anything, but around the infield, but look, that's like, I got to do that. And that would actually probably be okay. Uh, running. Oh, look at that. He's, <laughs> I know nobody's going to see that. Yeah. Board. But there's, I got the that's long awesome. board ready to go. So 
probably or, another another fact that won't win you any money but when i was in fourth grade i managed to get skateboarding banned in our high school or in the uh, elementary school we had to and, and that wasn't any fancy tricks like people do or something i was just going down hills and stuff but i looked at the jungle gym and the the monkey bars on the cross i was like i'm gonna jump off a skateboard and grab those went down this big hill jumped off grabbed the monkey bars that was cool do it again Went down, grabbed the bars, slipped, and right on my head, knocked myself out. No helmet or anything. So, uh, of course not. Then, uh, no, no. Back in the day. No, yeah, that, I mean, that's Stone Age. They didn't even have helmets back then. So, uh, it's like if your head's not hard enough. Um, and that got skateboarding outlawed, and I pretty much quit that until right now so nice that, I, I'm, I'm gonna look that up because i have never heard of that i used to ride skateboard too we had a half pipe in the backyard and all yeah i've got i've got scars so uh <laughs> but man i can you can ask a question and i can deflect it to something unrelated pretty pretty easy but i would i would like to do over 100 over 100 miles i don't know if any like the 200 milers and stuff if I could manage those in the proper time frame or not, but that's definitely something that, that uh, would interest me. Yeah. They're, 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 they're tough, but uh, they're doable, man. They're doable. You know, uh, it's a pretty generous, you know, cutoff. And, and um, I mean, I saw people that I thought were going to be done and they, they had to lay down for hours and then yeah. they bounce back and pass me up. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? You know, or, or the, you know, a six day at across the years or something like that. People just, I mean, nobody doesn't seem to like that one mile loop or 1.4 or 1.1, whatever it is, but that, uh, that just means there's an aid station every mile. I mean, that doesn't bother me too much. So I would, I, I would think something like that would be kind of fun to the cross the, you know, a multi-day yeah. deal like that, that you could yeah. join. All right. We'd like to thank our sponsor, the screaming monkey 100, the screaming monkey 100 has become known as the preeminent race in North Louisiana. This event located at the monkey trails, mountain bike course near Shreveport has 11 miles of challenging hilly and technical single track. The race director has included another 4.5 miles of perimeter logging road, gravel and pavement to make it a varied and interesting 15.5 mile loop. Runners can choose a distance between 10 K all the way up to a hundred miles. Now this race, Race. It's nestled between an abandoned prison, a veteran cemetery, and a national chimpanzee sanctuary. How cool is that? You can hear the chimps caterwaul during the race. You can listen to the calming tones of the bells chime at the cemetery and run through the shadows of an abandoned guard tower. Totally awesome. The Screaming Monkey 100 can be found on ultrasignup.com. And listeners of this show who use the code, listen to the code, run the riot 123, all one word, run the riot 123, will enjoy the only discount available for this race. That's a 10% discount off their entry. Back to the show. So, or a fast, I mean, I can't do the fastest known time because i'm not fast but I mean, that, that one that, that one kind of but <laughs> something like that would be cool too a multi-day hike just through yeah. places to crank a couple hundred miles and i guess now that i say that an, another fact that won't win you any money is a, a friend and i were looking around and we called ourselves the ultra doe boys because just you know dudes out doing stuff and doughboy if you saw me that's kind of kind of self-explanatory but uh <laughs> it was like let's find something there isn't a fastest known time on and then said it so there was a 
a guy, luckily the year before had tried one on just a rail to trail out here. Um, the Wabash trail that went from, a council bluffs, Iowa to nowhere in Missouri, about 63 miles one way. And we looked at, it and it's like, he had stopped in the middle somewhere. So didn't set the records. Like, let's go out and do that. We'll just hike it, you know, and set it. So, uh, my friend, Larry Kelly and I actually had a, a fastest known time nice. legitimate on the board and everything. I mean, nice. we turned, we turned in everything we were supposed to, and that just sat there for a long time. And now all of a sudden Casey and everybody are going out and doing that. So, you, you know, She's She's crushing it, yeah. yeah, she can do that four times for what we made it end to end <laughs> yeah. on. But I mean, it just stuff to have fun. I mean, why why not do that? It didn't mean anything because obviously a hundred K distance, there's numerous people that could have killed us on that and done it, but nobody took the time to research it a little bit. And it's yeah. like, let's just have fun and and go out and do it. We <laughs> coming through Shenandoah, one of the towns, bigger town in the middle, and it was two, three in the morning, we had a friend that was kind of crewing us. So he was going to meet us in town. So we get, uh, get water and supplies and stuff. And he goes, he texts, he goes, okay, I'm over by this FS, which is a farm service implement dealer. And we drive over there or dress. Sorry. We're yeah. We said, <laughs> because we yeah. drove over there. zero cadence, wow. <laughs> 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at my watch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we go over to where he's parked at and there's a cop sitting there with him and we look and he's parked in this FS and you know, that's like anhydrous gas and stuff to make bombs with. And here's this strange dude just parked in here. And I'm sure that cop was like, <laughs> I got to call this in, you know, and, and we, we got there and I could see that cop and his lights and he's just sitting in his car. And it's like, I walk over there kind of with my hands up. And I said, I know that looks bad and that was really dumb, but here's what we're doing. Lifted up the back of the truck and there's, you, you know, stinky clothes and water bottles and a cooler, <laughs> but it was like, uh, how stupid could we get? You know, that the Gary parked in this place that looks like he's trying to steal things, make bombs with at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> sweaty dudes walking up. <laughs> yeah, sweaty dudes. And, but the cop was really cool. I mean, it, it, he goes, yeah, yeah, don't don't park there again. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, sorry, there's another one that just no, went, that's, went love, by the I, wayside. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, so um I did I do see on your ultra sign up, unless there's something else that's not on here, I do see that you're gonna be back in the Oklahoma area for Flower Moon uh on, in May. You're still planning on being here? Oh, you bet, you bet. All right. I was kinda kinda sad now. I, I didn't listen to the video yet, so I don't know how you say Lake McMurtry, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I called it McMurdy or uh, I, I said it about four different ways. I think, yeah, I kept messing it up. Well, last year it finally worked out for us. Cause that's usually on, you know, about Easter weekend and with the kids and grandkids and everything, but we were, we were free and clear, clear last year. And then it, uh, it, it got held over. So we, we ran it local get the mileage in and, and not charge them for another one. But I want to do that one too. That's a nice one with, with the way Bobby's knees are, we can't risk her in a bunch of rocks and stuff to get twisted up. So yeah, we're trying to find some that, I mean, it doesn't have to be easy. just has to be kind of a, a smoother single yeah. track type trail. So we'd, I'd like to get back to punk and holler again. Some of those are 
close to or on the same weekend as our races. And I just, I, I don't feel like I can be gone on those because everybody helps me so much with mine that I want to be there yeah. for theirs too. But I'm, I'm, we're definitely in for some, some more Oklahoma FaceTime, I think. Oh, that's good. That's good. And, and Jeremy and, uh, and, uh, Alicia do a great job at putting on all the outlaw races. And, uh, so uh, yeah, I love, I love, love, love supporting their races and just, it's a great atmosphere and good to good to hang out finally with other runners, man, after COVID and stuff. It is, <laughs> yeah, like, that, sure. that was one of the beautiful things at Prairie spirit. It was almost like, you know, pre COVID everybody was just talking to people and visiting right, and right. hanging it out, was, man. It, it was, was great. pretty good. I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Jeremy's such a good dude too. That was just another one kind of through acquaintances with Oklahoma and different things. we got to be friends on Facebook and I talked to him and then he came up and, and did uh, Hitchcock, but just I'm the kind of people I love to be associated with having a race too, because you, you know how he is with all his races. And we got to be friends with the, the guys over at mines of Spain, Josh and everybody over there Yeah, that just, I mean, super cool people and they come over and help. And I try to get over there and, you, you know, run some races in Dubuque and, and stuff once in a while. So I don't think there's any, the whole thing of, I, I can't even talk about your race because it competes with my race. I mean, that's so cool to see all these guys that that goes right out the door because we all prom- promote races yeah. with each other and, and stuff. And I'd, I'd like to, we, we'd kind of talked about it one time, maybe doing some type of series between some of those races. And I'd, I'd love to, to get that going low Oklahoma, Iowa type thing to, that'd be fun to get some of the hundreds together. I mean, I know, I know Jeremy would be down for it and I think Josh would too. So, I mean, I would just encourage people to go look at some of those races. Those people are awesome. I mean, you'll have a, you'll have a great time. You could do, do, do some kind of series where you have the, the, all the hundreds and you can have uh, some kind of, I don't know, kind of like a grand slam type deal, but also a little competition on which state has the bet, you know, the time right, finishes. Right. Uh, that'd be fun, man. So I, cool. I, I told, uh, told Josh, we need to do that in Iowa. Cause basically he's on one river and I'm on the other river all the way across the street. And this is like, we need to, cause he calls it the, the no coast, you know, they're on the, the coast of Iowa, but it's not a coast. Really. Okay, yeah. So he, he says no coast. And I said, we just, we need the coast to coast challenge and have the hundreds in there, maybe the 50 challenge or whatever, but. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. do, do you have a, do you have any others that you're, that you know you're doing besides the flower moon coming up? No, I, I really want to do a hundred again in the okay. fall, but I, I, I guess just depends on what, what all we have going. So yeah, I, I'm, wouldn't commit to anything. I wouldn't be opposed to probably doing the fall classic and the uh, ultra classic and in Ottawa. Yeah. Just because I, I know that area and stuff too. Hawk. I don't know if that would, would time out. Right. But I, I need to get back there. So yeah. there's yeah, man, Options, tons man. of them in the tons of them in the area. It's like, you yeah. don't even eight hours just gets you so much cool stuff in any direction. So yeah. Times. I mean, even in the, in the last, I don't know, eight years, so many of, popped up and we got options you know it's good yeah yeah it's, it's good well i have to ask okay we, we've we've talked about hawaii we've talked about running we talked about oklahoma we talked about nebraska so i have to ask you um i, I hinted before we started recording that that you and i have some some other things in common and so um i don't know if a lot of people know this but i played in a in a a, a christian rock band 
for uh, about six years. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of digging on, on, on you. And I was like, wait, I see a picture of him with a guitar. And then I started doing a little bit more and, and I started digging a little more and I was like, Oh, the bricks. He plays a good, bri okay. And I get on Spotify and I'm like, dude, he's in a punk band, <laughs> the bricks. And I'm listening to it. And it reminds me of like the Supertones, the insiders and all those guys that I used to uh, five iron frenzy. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. you know, those groups. Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I got, the, I saw the Supertones live and, and all those at a Tom fest in Texas years ago. And uh, so like, I'm about that, man. So tell me about your music. Like when, like, tell me about this. What's, what's, well, wait a minute. What do you play? Or do you sing? We need to get something going. Okay. So I play, <laughs> I, okay. Hey, we can, Hey, next, next race, dude, bring, bring, let's play. I yeah. play, I play, I play a guitar, I, but mostly I just play like acoustic. I'm filling in and stuff. And like for the hard stuff, the heavy stuff, I didn't, I, I mostly didn't play or I played uh, the acoustic when it, when it fit in. So I'm not a, um, as far as playing, I can play. And, uh, but I'm not, I'm not a, a lead guitarist by any means, uh, <laughs> but I was the, I was the lead singer. I was the guy wailing and hooping and hollering and uh, yeah, man. And uh, that's so that's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I've kind of played, never took any lessons or anything, but it was Same, one yeah. of those that my dad had a guitar and stuff. And he just showed me 12 bar blues. Basically I did this like boogie woogie little thing. And that's all I learned. And I had a, a, I'm like holding up my hand that nobody can see, but uh, <laughs> I can see this, it. I can do you can see it. There, my finger got that all mangled. That is not a straight finger. That no. is not a straight finger at all. <laughs> so I never, never really learned how to play chords or anything right. So it kind of lended itself towards punk, and I really like punk. Play in the church band though. Play bass, you know, at our at our church. But several years ago, like, there's got to be some Christian punk bands out there. It's like my style of music was yeah. some lyrical content that that's, that's good too. So I'm just YouTube and things and find this band from California. It's like, well, I'll check their Facebook page and whatever and start listening to a little bit. And then I see them post on there. Anybody near Omaha, Nebraska in the next day or two have a couch we can sleep on. And it was, it was just totally random that I find this Christian punk band on you know on youtube when i'm looking and they're going to be 20 miles from my house from california so i got a, i looked at bobby and i said you're you're probably not going to like this but uh, <laughs> i guess what i do here here's what yeah and, and no she wasn't she wasn't against or anything i said i do not know these guys but here's what they do and <laughs> you, you know it's a christian punk band let's, let's give these brothers some love and talk to them they're like that would be awesome. They show up and my wife's kind of not used to that music style, nor what people tend to look like if they're, if, if they're really into the, the fashion part of that. So uh, Jason, the singer gets out and he has a seriously a 12 inch Mohawk. He has a one foot Mohawk on there and they're all tattooed up and everything. And, and she, her eyes get kind of wide. It's like, Whoa, this is going to be okay. And I said, Do I need to hide my jewelry. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. They'll, they'll be fine. Cause I'm, I was used to seeing those people talking to them. I mean, they're, they're same as you and me with a different haircut. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you can't judge by that and turned out to be the best dudes. And they just, she, cooked for them and made fettuccine alfredo and yeah 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 and we're sitting there i looked at the drummer i said man you guys just bring your stuff in and jam and i was just messing and he's like 
yeah, we should. So they bring all their stuff into my living room and basically did their show on my living room floor before we went to see them the next night. And uh, that turned into friendships. They come back two more times after that and stayed with us, stayed with us when we we're in the area. And I'd get up and play a couple songs with them. The next time they came that led into the bricks that are kind of based in Omaha council bluffs area that they played on the same bill one time. And then I got to know those guys a little bit. So it's, that's, that's just kind of how that went about. But um, people find that funny that you, you say Christian music and punk. I mean, it, there's, basically chris it, well obviously it wouldn't be death metal in in that sense but the same music the same musical styles yeah, yeah. But, i mean you got to go where the people are at if you just yeah sit around and don't reach anybody then then you're you're not doing any good so that's that was kind of like our ministry that we could reach out to people that like that music that that wouldn't have have liked a normal mainstream band or even given it the time regardless of what the lyrics were so we, we kind of got into that last year. We were, we were scheduled to play a, a festival in Indiana for the weekend that they got canceled because of COVID, but that, that would have been super fun. There was, I think 60 bands on different stages in the whole weekend that we would have got to cool. be a part of. So. Dude, that's, yeah, and, and Hey, what you say is cause a lot of people would, uh, would listen to what we were doing and we do some, we do some covers, we do some, uh, some original stuff and we could go in and do like, we do a worship set. Um, but then we, we'd rock out. We did, uh, you know, disciple project right. 86, like oh, that yeah. kind of heavy stuff, but we'd also right. do like some old school plank eye. And, uh, so anyway, we, we would just, and, and, we, a lot of youth groups and stuff, but also like college age. And, uh, we, we would have a blast, but we'd get to, we get to minister to people in between, you know, they'd hear the lyrics, they'd ask questions and, uh, you know, people, it's funny. You connect with people through music and they'll come and man, and share with you like tough stuff they're dealing with. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I miss it. Uh, it was fun, man. I, I had a blast doing it yeah. and it was also really a meaningful time, but our, you said something about the Mohawk. So our, um, our guitar player, one of our lead guitar players, one time we were playing in this little, um, I don't know, it was a small town. And he decided, he told me he was going to show up with a mohawk. And he showed up with a green mohawk and was cracking up because he stopped He stopped to get a Coke at a gas station on purpose in this little town. because <laughs> And everybody was just looking at this dude with a green mohawk that was probably about a foot tall. And uh, it was it was fun, though. The kids thought it was the youth, youth group thought it was awesome. <laughs> it's great <laughs> and like you know you would see these guys with the tattoos and that and think you know these hard guys and all mean and stuff and and jason he's like the nicest guy you'd ever meet and do well, all of them all all the guys are lupe, lupe and and milo and josh but he he looks around makes sure nobody sees him talking to my wife and he just whispers to her he goes do you have a hair dryer? Like he didn't want the other guys to hear that, you know, he's basically getting did up for the evening. So he's like That's the great. primping in front of the Mary. Do you have a hair dryer? That's and awesome. she just laugh. He'd tell us how when they were too poor to get the right stuff for, for the Mohawk, they'd actually use Elmer's glue to keep them up that high. That was what they used. Cause he said they put hair product in and it was so tall. It wouldn't ever it'd just flop over. Cause it couldn't hold that. Nice. They would use Elmer's glue to keep that Mohawk. Straight. That's great. Uh, I tell you some of the, some of the, uh, the, the sweetest, most godly people that I've met 
They looked rough. They were tatted up. In fact, in fact, our, our guitar player, I'm still good friends with him. In fact, I, I need to call him back. He called me the other day. Um, but he, uh, he's got, you know, he's got all the tattoos and, uh, and I, I don't have a problem with that, but anyway, but the, the one who showed up with the Mohawk, I learned so much about, about walking with Jesus from him. And, and he challenged me and, you know, theology and, and, you know, challenged me to, to know what I believed and why I believed it and dig in the word. And it, it's good. And he's, I appreciate that brother so much for what yeah. he taught me, even with his crazy Mohawk. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I think we, we could go offline with this for quite a while, brother. I think we got some, some good things to, to yeah, discuss yeah, on that, but. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I, I, I thought that was cool. And I, I want to encourage anybody who, uh, if you like punk and, uh, it's on Spotify, look up the bricks and, uh, but there's some other bricks bands that that's not punk. It's a woman right, singing. Right. I was like, I don't think that's them. They don't look like they would sing like that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's, a uh, you, you'll just find them. You'll find the right one. It's, it's, it's good. I liked it. I really liked it. I, I'm probably gonna add some of that to my running playlist. So I will wake you up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, well, Ron, man, I appreciate you, uh, taking time. Um, just, just to visit really, uh, really good to, to, to get to know you and, and, and your story. And, uh, I know it's cool. Cause I know I'm going to see you again. And, uh, um, and I, we're friends now, man. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you going to be a flower moon? I think, uh, I think I'm gonna, I, um, I haven't committed to it yet, but, uh, it's, it's going to fit really perfect into my training plans and I can't do the 50 mile cause it's sold out. So I'll probably be doing the, um, the 50 K. What, what are you signed up for? Uh, the marathon, the marathon. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to do probably the 50 K for it. I have it on my, on my, my list of ones to do. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. So I'll, I'm sure I'll see you there. If, awesome. Even if I'm not running it for some reason, I'll probably go hang out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll probably, after we get done, I mean, we, we got to, um, motor home for the the night on it like airbnb thing so i think we'll probably hang around if anybody needs help with the 50 miler or anything we'll just stick around and see who needs help oh man well i I look i look forward to to seeing you out there and uh if i'm i'll bring my guitar i might have to bring my guitar. there you go i need to i need to play again man i need to get my calluses back so (laughs) there you go Uh, well i think alicia will like that too so she's kind of into the punk yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's, you could tell us cause she has different color hair sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Here we go again. Cause there's another time like the RDs just go above and beyond cause she knew I played in the band and stuff. And uh, when we did Lake McMurtry and couldn't be there, then they sent all our stuff out t-shirt and the, the awards and everything. And she sent me an album from one of her friends over there. So I got vinyl in my package and Dude, that's so awesome. it's like RDs going above and beyond. Oh yeah. I love them. <laughs> I love them, man. They're great. They're great. Uh, no, man, but I, I look forward to, to, to seeing you there and uh, let me know, you know, uh, I've run one 200 and I've got three coming up, man. If ever you decide to pull the trigger on it, man, I'll be glad to, I don't know, share what I know or don't know or couldn't figure out or whatever, man. <laughs> oh, know. I'm all for it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh, well, thanks for, thanks for being on the show. And, and, and I will include, um, your social media links for people to, uh, you know, be able to find you and, uh, you know, be able to look up all the races you guys, guys got going on out there. Yeah. I hope, uh, hope everybody, just to plug that, I hope everybody take a look at the goats for us. Cause everybody, you know, the things I like about everybody else, that's some of the same stuff all the people involved in the goats 
do as well. I mean, we have some great people. I know everybody says that about their own groups, but since I praise other groups, I think I can, I can give some love to our own. So take a look at it on uh, the links and everything. If you want to join us for a race, we'd be glad to have you out and give you some love. Right on. I need to go race in Nebraska. I'll be, <laughs> uh, well, you take care brother. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. <laughs>